Hello and welcome to a podcast of the sermon that was preached at Donway Baptist Church on November 22nd, 2020. This morning's sermon was based on a scripture lesson from Acts 28, 23-31. I'd like to read it out for you now, but before I do that, Allow me to pray. God of mystery and majesty, your thoughts are not our thoughts. Your ways are not our ways. So guide us by your Holy Spirit as we listen for your word speaking in the scriptures, that we may encounter your living word and find our thoughts and ways transformed by your love. Amen. This morning's scripture lesson is from the book of Acts, chapter 28, starting at verse 23 and going to verse 31. Just to put this passage in a little bit of a context, it's the last chapter of the book of Acts. Paul has arrived in Rome under Roman guard, and his first order of business was to meet with the Jewish leaders in Rome. After a first meeting, they decide to get together for a second meeting. And this is where verse 23 picks up. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God and from the law of Moses and from the prophets. He tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. The Holy Spirit spoke the truth to you and your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will ever be, you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is Acts Sermon 21, and I've entitled this sermon, Boldly Preaching in Rome. Our journey through the book of Acts has come to an end. The Apostle Paul finally made it to Rome after enduring stormy seas, a shipwreck, and a snake bite. When he arrived in Rome, His first order of business was to meet with the local Jewish leaders. 
After their initial meeting, they set up a follow-up session where Paul could explain Christianity in more detail. This subsequent discussion had mixed results. Some were persuaded by Paul's words, while others did not believe a word of it. Finally, Luke closes the book with these words. He, that is Paul, lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. As you read these words, think about Luke's conclusion. What are your impressions of the way that he has ended the book? Our journey through Acts began way back in June, and here we are, 21 sermons later, at its grand conclusion. So I ask you, if Acts was a TV show, how would you feel about its finale? Is it a satisfying ending? or a bit of a cliffhanger? Should there be a to-be-continued notice flashing on the screen? Is there going to be a new season in a few months? Are there any unresolved questions that need to be answered? I suppose the biggest unresolved question in the book of Acts concerns the fate of the Apostle Paul. Clearly, since he's no longer around, he eventually died. But Acts doesn't tell the tale of his death, even though it gives lots of hints. For instance, when Paul met the leaders from the church at Ephesus, he declared that this would be the last time they would ever see him, an admission that filled them with much grief. All the way along his journey toward Jerusalem, Paul professed that he was prepared to die for the sake of Christ, which eventually was the case. Some have argued that Luke didn't talk about Paul's death because he was unaware of it or he finished his book while Paul was still alive. Yet these veiled references in Acts seem to suggest that he was aware of Paul's ensuing death but chose not to end his book in that way. Why, then, was this the case? There are a number of possible reasons to explain Luke's non-reference to Paul's death. If we compare Luke's two volumes, the Gospel and the Acts, we would discover that the closing sections of both feature a prominent figure making a fateful journey to Jerusalem that ends in arrest, trial, and death. Jesus' death, of course, is central to the Gospel proclamation, and perhaps Luke did not want to elevate Paul's death to that level. Another possible explanation focuses on the central theme in Acts and concludes that Luke has wrapped up the book in a fitting way. The book of Acts begins with Christ's ascension and his parting words to his followers, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The story of Jesus continues as the Holy Spirit empowers Christ's disciples to continue his mission and to proclaim the kingdom. In our journey through Acts, we have observed the gradual yet steady spread of the gospel 
from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. The book does not end with the death of Paul, but instead it pictures him proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with boldness and without hindrance. The message of the gospel has branched out even to Rome, the capital of the empire. From a certain perspective, Paul continues to preach. Simply flip over the page in your Bible from Acts 28, and you're in Paul's letters to the church in Rome. So in one sense, Paul is still in Rome, proclaiming the kingdom and teaching about Jesus with boldness and without hindrance. The Apostle Paul has left us with a rich legacy of his writings, which form the bulk of the New Testament. He boldly declares that we are justified by faith alone. He contributes a rich vocabulary to our faith with such expressions as dead to sin, alive to God in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation, the fruit of the Spirit. Walk by faith and not by sight, and so many more. His letters contain some of the most moving and beautiful passages in the entire New Testament. His words and his example continue to challenge and encourage believers. He calls out to us with these words, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. At the same time, you and I live in the continuation of the story of Acts. This open-ended conclusion shows us that the door is still open for work and witness. It's not closed because Paul has departed. The mission of God continues because the Holy Spirit is still active. Luke's story in the book of Acts is the story of the Spirit, whose presence in the lives of Christ's followers empowers them for God's work in the world. The story continues because God's Spirit is in people like you and me. So what are we contributing to the story? We are the church in the power of the Spirit. Because of this, we can be optimistic while realizing that there are real challenges ahead. The story of Acts has taught us that being the church is never easy. Internal division and external opposition have threatened to undo the church from the very beginning. Whenever the gospel is shared, there is acceptance and rejection. Even Paul's closing speech in Acts to the Jewish leaders in Rome received a mixed response as some of them were persuaded by what he said, but others refused to believe a word of it. When they were getting ready to leave that day, Paul got the last word in and quoted Isaiah chapter 6, implying that things had not changed uh, much since the prophet had first spoken these words. God's message was still being met with thick hearts, closed eyes, and plugged-up ears. To us, unbelief is a bit of a mystery. Why is the truth that is so self-evident to us not accepted by others? 
Why are some people blind to the light of the world? Even though the answers to these profound questions are not readily available, we still need to be like Isaiah and respond to God's call with, Here I am, send me. Even as he sends us out into the world where we will encounter hardened hearts, deaf ears, and closed eyes. Although the world is often an inhospitable place for the gospel, belief springs up in the most unexpected of places. There is cause for hope. The mission of the church continues, and the bold proclamation of the gospel is unhindered. Even though Paul was bound in Caesar's chains, he kept on preaching and teaching unhindered. Even when Paul was executed by Emperor Nero, the proclamation of the gospel continued unhindered through the mission of the early church. Now, nearly two millennia after Luke wrote to Theophilus, Acts reminds us that despite rejection, persecutions, setbacks, and our own lethargy or cowardice, the gospel proclamation continues to the very end of the earth by God's grace unhindered. Thanks be to God. The story continues. Let's now pause and pray together. Loving God, thank you that your wonderful story continues and that you've invited us to be part of your story. We admit that we find it challenging to be your good news people in a world that is sometimes indifferent towards your overtures of love. Despite our fears and hesitations, O Lord, send us out and provide us with opportunities to serve in your kingdom. Enable us to be faithful and empower us to serve others. Walk with us as we minister to others in your name. Help each one of us to hear your call and to respond with, Here I am. Send me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless each and every one of you.